homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. Welcome back young friends to another session where we look at the Buddha's instructions on virtue, part of our gradual teaching series. So today we're going to look and do the meditation on recollecting our virtue. It's one of six recollections that the Buddha recommends. So the Buddha talks about recollection of the Buddha, Buddhanusati. The Buddha talks about recollection of the Dhamma, Dhammanusati. The Buddha also talks about the recollection of the Sangha, Sanghanusati. And of course, the one that we're doing today and the one that we did previously, which was recollection of generosity, Chaganusati. And the last one that he recommends is the recollection of the Devas, which we'll do in our next main session on heavens. So the reason why we do these meditations is because the mind gets very bright, very expansive. It's no longer narrow, no longer dark and dull. And when we do that, the mind starts to become happy, happy in a very wholesome way. And of course, the mind gets quite peaceful. And Buddha says that when the mind is like this, we can direct it in many different ways. So whether it's something mundane such as studying or even simply lifting the mind. And what we do know about this meditation on virtue is that it can offer protection. So when you go into a place where you feel fearful, uh, uncomfortable, then when you recollect the virtue that you are keeping, that you choose to keep, then it helps to also offer safety and to protect the mind. So it's also very important in that respect. And that's why we do this particular recollection. Before we begin our guided meditation, let's just recall some of Buddha's words about recollecting silanosati, recollection of virtuous conduct. The Buddha says that when you rec recollect, then you know that your virtue, your sila, is complete, it's whole. That it's not torn, it's not blemished, there's no stains. That it's very freeing when you hold on to your sila, that you develop it and you maintain it. You feel quite free to go anywhere. Also that the wise, they praise when you keep your sila. So the devas, they look down very kindly on, on people that keep their sila and the noble ones in the pure abodes they also praise when we keep our sila and of course Buddha and the Arahants they would praise when we keep our sila and so we end up when we develop and maintain our virtue all these things on the skillful wholesome side we become good people very pure pure in our actions whether it's body speech or in our minds and of course, the Buddha says that it's very conducive, very helpful, beneficial to concentrating the mind. And therefore, our mind can get very happy. So the Buddha tells lay people all about these things. So let's begin our guided meditation. Let's begin the meditation by making sure that we're sitting comfortably, that our posture is upright, you can also do this meditation standing up or even as a walking meditation. And if you're lying down, make sure you're lying in a way that the mind stays wakeful. 
It's better if you're sitting upright, standing or walking. So what we're going to do in this guided meditation is go through the five precepts and actually recollect all the ways that we have offered safety, freedom from fear, freedom from trouble, and offered the ability for people to trust us as part of recollecting our virtue. So let's begin by looking at the first precept, when we refrain from killing or harming living beings. Recall to your mind anything that has happened recently. Examples might be where there's been a cockroach or an insect in the house, a mosquito, something, a fly. And we've stopped ourselves from harming that insect. Or maybe we have helped someone who was about to be killed, maybe walking across the road or potentially going to slip and that they would have hurt themselves or they were being attacked and we stepped in to help them. So we did the opposite of harming or killing. So it could be an animal, it could be a human being, but we've stepped in to prevent that. So you think about that example that you've brought to your mind. It can be something very minor or it could be something more serious. But the idea is to check. And when you know that you've refrained from doing something that leads to killing or that leads to harming another living being, then what you reflect on is that you have offered safety. Instead of harm, you offer safety. And you offer freedom from killing. You can think about it from the animal or the person's point of view. They would have been scared. They would have been fearful. They would have been very concerned about being harmed, about losing a, a part of their bodies, losing a part of their life. So you realize when you refrain from killing, refrain from harm, you're offering that person to extend their life or that insect, that animal to extend their life. And you see that the mind gets happy when you realize that. 
just like we don't want to be harmed, insects, animals, people also don't want to be harmed. And we also see that animals, insects, people like us when we don't harm them, when we don't intend to harm or kill them. They like to be around us. They like to come into our gardens, into our homes. They feel safe. So that's what we offer. when we refrain from killing and humming other living beings. Now we can look at the second precept. When we refrain from taking what is not given, when we don't steal, so think about some examples from the last week or maybe more. You think about when you've had the opportunity to take what hasn't been given and you've stopped yourself. So maybe you visited a friend and you saw something you like to eat, but you stopped yourself. You waited until they asked you whether you could have that. Or maybe your parents, they didn't give you anything, but you wanted to go buy something and you wanted to take something from their wallets or purses, but you stopped yourself. You actually asked permission. Or maybe you're out with friends and friends wanted to go and steal something. Sometimes it happens like that. And because they're your good friends, there may have been pressure to do the same thing. But instead of following that, you decided not to do that. That is also refraining. Even though it was hard, maybe you refrained. So think about an example or two that comes to mind. If it's not recent, then think about it in the past. When we refrain from stealing, from taking what is not ours, what hasn't been given, we offer safety to the other person. It could even be with animals where there are eggs or there are things that they have built nests and things and we haven't gone and harmed them, haven't gone and stolen anything from them. So what we offer is safety, freedom from fear that we're going to take 
other people's things without their permission. Freedom from trouble. If we had things and people come and take them, we don't like that. And so you know from another person's perspective, another animal's perspective, they don't want us to harm them in that way. So we offer them that safety. And so it means they can trust us, trust us to be in their space. Know that we're not going to take anything that hasn't been given. That we're good people. With good qualities. There's something very powerful when you know you have integrity, that you're cultivating good qualities, the mind starts to relax. It starts to concentrate and become happy. Happy in the knowledge that one is cultivating skillful activities, wholesome acts, making effort, And so we can recall the third precept. When we refrain from sexual misconduct. So when we do this, we recall to mind examples where we've refrained from anything bad when it comes to our sexual conduct. We don't do anything that hurts anyone. We don't do anything that inflicts pain on anybody. And we don't deceive anybody with our actions in terms of our sexual conduct. And we don't endorse anybody doing anything of that nature either. So with this particular precept, again, it's about offering non-harm. We don't harm anybody with what we do with our bodies. We don't inflict any pain with our bodies. And we don't make people upset if we are in relationships. We honour the relationships. We honour the connections that we have made. So when we develop it and maintain it, then we know we have good conduct. People can trust us to do the right thing when we're in relationships. We don't make them fearful, distrust us, 
bring troubles to our relationships. So just as we wouldn't like it if somebody did something to betray us, to hurt us in this way, then we offer the same to others. And we build very strong, easeful, happy relationships. And we're not cruel in the way that we behave. And so when it comes to the fourth precept, we refrain from false speech. We don't tell lies. So we recall to our minds where we've kept this precept. Even in the face of difficulty, we haven't even told little lies. Instead, we may have been silent or we may have told the truth if it was necessary. In that way, we don't harm another person, make trouble. People can trust us. We do this because we don't like to be lied to. And so we offer that to other people. So you recall to your mind the effort that you make, whether it's recent or in the past. Refraining from false speech. And you can see that people trust when they know consistently that you have good speech, that you're honest, upright in your speech. It's a very good thing. You know that when people have that trust in you, it's very rare to be falsely accused. If something happens, you're not the first one that they would think about to have done wrong. So there are many blessings of having good speech. And so when we come to the fifth precept, where we refrain from alcohol and taking intoxicants, then we think about the recent past, 
or even further back where we've refrained. If you're not old enough to drink, then that's a good thing, knowing that you have refrained from something that is maybe illegal. And if you're older, even though you're young, then you choose wisely. You know that you've refrained because you don't want to harm anyone when you are drunk. You don't want to inflict pain on others when you are drunk or intoxicated. You know that the mind gets very fuzzy when you take intoxicants. You don't know what you're saying and you don't know what you do that could be harmful, troubling, making people fearful, inflicting pain. And so if you have refrained from taking alcohol or intoxicants, then you know that you offer safety. It could be that you recall turning down drinks, taking a soft drink instead of an alcoholic drink. It could be your friends offered you drugs and you turned that down. For whatever reason, you managed to withstand the pressure that comes from friends to do these things. And you know that you offered safety freedom from fear, freedom from cruelty, when you refrain. And the blessing when you do that is the mind doesn't go dull, doesn't go angry, doesn't go deluded. It stays clear, bright, mindful when we think about all five precepts how we have refrained from doing these unwholesome things, then we know with happiness that we are walking the Buddha's noble path, the path that the other noble ones, they have walked before us. And if they were observing us, then they would be happy to know that we are staying clean, staying pure, not cultivating things which are harmful, cruel. And the devas would protect us because we have these good qualities. They would think that there is power in this virtue. So when times are difficult, maybe it's a time where the world is very unstable, lots of uncertainty, we know that when we maintain good virtue, 
that we're upright people, good people, with good qualities. There's no reason for harm to come to us. We don't harm others, others won't harm us. We're not cruel to others, others are not cruel to us. We offer safety, we get safety in return. In our minds, in speech, and in physical actions. And as we meditate together, we are linked. We are linked in this goodness, this purity, this well-being. And we can encourage each other inside and outside of this meditation to try our best to keep our virtue. We know it's not easy to be good in a world that is struggling, but we do our best. We do our best to be good, shining examples, to be good citizens in the world so that we can live easily, harmlessly together in the world. And with the power of our sila, our virtue, we can wish the world to be happy, to be at ease, to have well-being, to heal. May all beings in the world be healed. May all beings in the world have well-being. May all beings in the world not be harmed. And as we go about our daily life, whether we go to school, to university, to work, we can take this with us. And as we're doing these activities in our minds, we can also wish others we won't harm them. We'll offer safety. We won't bring trouble in our relationships, in the things that we do. And in this way, we can keep our virtue try our best, do what we can.
So we can end the meditation here. Let's share the merit with all sentient beings. May all beings be happy and well. May all beings be free from suffering. Blessings of the Triple Gem. Wishing you well. Teruan Saranai.